If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. What's up, y'all? It's Maggie Chris, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. With it. I face it, I ain't passing it. I be making bands with it. Just check my only fans. Ain't a project. All right, y'all. So we have the prettiest with us off the porch today, Matt. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it slow because Matt, Gal, Chris. Yes, Matt, Gal, Chris. Uh, oh, period. Okay, I got it right. Yes. <laughs> now, how are you feeling? How's everything for you? Um, I'm feeling great. Everything is in place as it should. Like, life is amazing right now mm -hmm. and um I feel like I'm at a stage in life where everything is like transitioning and changing so but changing for the better so that's where I'm at right now where well in what areas do you feel like you've really started to experience your transition um I would say a major part of my attitude, um, <laughs> that that's a transition. Like, uh -huh. I don't react to a lot of things no more. I'm a lot calmer when it comes to just like a lot of things in life. So I would say growth. Like, as I get older, I grow more and mm -hmm. I learn more. So that's, that's a major factor. What would you say was like a breaking point for you to where you were like, okay, it's time for me to buckle down and learn to just keep it cool and relax? Um, I think getting in so much trouble, like <laughs> growing up, like I got into so much trouble and then it was just like, I've been to jail so many times. You it's know just what? Like, I did. I did want to talk to you about that because what? you are on one of, you know the, the Twitter page that be having like the viral mug shots with the bag, yeah. like, you know, you on that page. Yeah. Okay, so with the mug shots that you did have, during that time in your life, like what was going on? Okay, during that time of my life, I, I think I was just trying to figure out life at that point. Like, uh -huh. um, Shit, I, I did have my own spot, all types of stuff, but I was still, um, I was still in college at that time, and I was still trying to be like in the streets. So I didn't know what I wanted to do, whether I wanted to be in the streets or whether I wanted to go to college. Well, I didn't know. I was just confused. So um, I was getting myself in some trouble. So yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. Do you ever look back at like the mugshots and stuff and be like, damn, I'm so glad I came like. Um. I don't think I got there yet. I still be looking. I literally just saved one of my other mugshots the other day. I was like, this mugshot is cute as hell. But I'm not gonna lie, the one that's on the Twitter page, like you look real good. Like it was the one with the black where you had the black the bob. The black bob, yeah. Yes. I was in I was in Miami for that Ooh. one. <laughs> what happened in Miami? Um me and my um me and my boyfriend, we was like going through it during that time when we was in Miami and we mm -hmm. was arguing and everything and um things just got a little bit physical um and the officers just happened to see me going crazy so they arrested me on the scene and stuff but he bailed me out like immediately oh my God. and <laughs> he paid for everything and just made sure I was good so that was just like dismissed but that was that viral mugshot like right. It was just more so like, I'm trying to go back to what happened. 
Um, we're arguing, whatever. At this point, we don't even want to share a room. So I'm with my people, he's with his niggas, whatever. And I'm walking down the street and he's talking to me crazy. Like he's in the Royce Royce car. And he's just like, um, you know, whole bitch did it up. Like, where's this coming from? I'm minding my business. We on the strip, mind your business too. So once he was doing all that, I walked up to the car like, what's up? Like, what are we doing? You doing all this? Like, that's embarrassing. It's millions of people out here. And then mm -hmm. we just got the back and forth and the officer seen me. So then when the officer tried to like drop me on the floor in my skirt, like I wasn't going for that. So they charged me with that incident, something with an officer was just too much. Mm -hmm. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Were like, you, you think I'm about to get on the floor in a skirt? You're crazy. Like, no, I don't care like, who I don't you are. I like seeing girls get, like, tackled by the police. Yeah, they try to tackle me. Like, right. I'm in a skirt. Like, get off of me. Like, that I'm was a me. fucking lady. Yeah, <laughs> that was me. Do not touch me. So now, you know, they feel like I'm some type of competition because they mm -hmm. can't get me to the floor. Like, no, don't do that. So I do know that you were really big in, like, the nightlife um and yeah in the nightlife scene in atlanta so you know like nightlife is like a really big thing now girls are moving to cities to become bottle girls and from your experience in the nightlife what are some things that that goes on in the nightlife that other girls probably need to hear before they step in it um i don't think it's nothing to really even be scared of like uh -huh. When working in the clubs and the nightlife, like, first of all, you just have to have a mindset of, like, you don't give a fuck. That's one. Because there's going to be different guys coming at you. Whether you're a bottle girl or a stripper, whatever it is, they're going to try you. They're going to try to take you home. They're going they just going to try to have their way. So it's like you got to know how to deal with it. And you got to know that you're coming here for work and work only. And you hustling. You hustling to get into a better position because being in a club, don't nobody want to be in a club their whole life. Like, I don't care what you are. Like, you don't want to be old as hell and be a bartender. So it's like, this is just your hustle stage. And it's just more so of getting to the money and not getting distracted and getting um, sucked into that lifestyle mm -hmm. because the lifestyle really, really does become addicting because the money is fast. It is a lot of money. So sometimes people can't let it go. But more of the story is just like, you really, really got to um, be focused and be strong-minded when it comes to working in that type of field because yeah. your ass can be drunk, go home with strangers, all types of stuff. You'll be catching 20 bodies a night. Like, people are crazy. Have you I, ever had any crazy experiences working in nightlife? Um, I haven't. I haven't. I'm so outspoken. I really haven't had no crazy, like, when I go to work, I go to work. I don't go to niggas houses niggas can't get me drunk i've never been sloppy drunk in the club like i know my limit so i've never really had a crazy experience um i had some people that will say like stuff off the wall and mm -hmm. i might say stuff back but i'm gonna just get security to escort them out like okay now this is what i really want to know who is spending the most money in the clubs <sighs> um your rappers aren't. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're spending money only when it's like maybe their birthday. But if you see them just come out for like a song release, album release, whatever, they're not spending no money at all. You'll be lucky if you get tipped that night because they're coming to get their free bottle and to promote their music and they're keeping it moving. Um, the ones that really be spending the money is your, like, your street niggas. 
like niggas that's really like outside and um yeah really putting in that work them is the ones that really be spending the money what about the athletes though um I don't know about them either. Mm -mm. They're more of like a lounge type of vibe. They're not yeah. really a strip club person. <laughs> They're a lounge type of vibe. And when they do go to the strip club, it gotta be like a special occasion, their birthday. And then they want their own little private section. Like, mm -hmm. so everybody can't see them, but no. You, the people you gonna make, being in the club as a worker, um, the people you're going to make money off of is them street niggas. Like, because they're not doing it for the show. They're actually doing it because they want to do it. Like, mm -hmm. these people are coming in, doing it for the show. They might even get the money back. Like, right. Yeah. Now, why do you think there is such a surge with a lot of people wanting to become a bottle girl, even outside of the money aspect? Because um, it's quick money and it's easy. And you only got to clock in for a couple of hours and you get to go home. And then, like, for me, it worked out for me because... I was in college at the time, so mm -hmm. I'll go to work at like nine o'clock at night, wake up, go to my class, get break, get a break throughout um, the evening, then go and make some money at night. And it's more than your minimum wage. Like right. you come home with like over a thousand on a weekend, just mm -hmm. working three, three days. So that was me. When I was in college, I only worked about two to three days out the week because I was working in the clubs. And then I, the rest of the week, I didn't work. Mm -hmm. Monday through Friday was just school for me. Now, school, what were you majoring in? Political science. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay, teach us something that you learned, like, with that. Girl, good night. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what am I going to teach you? Like, I mean, like, okay, a fun fact that you feel like we don't know when it comes to political science. That it has to do with law. Some people don't know that. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So um, what college did you attend as well? Georgia State. How's your experience doing that? Mm. I mean, my experience, I was just kind of to myself. I had my little friends I grew up with, but I, I weren't really like a involved person because I knew like I had other things going on mm -hmm. like outside of like college. So I'm doing this because this is what the right thing is to do and right. then also it's just to have something under my belt if this other life for me doesn't work out so yeah okay so i was on your youtube if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a big mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your mcdonald's bag as a placemat then that wasn't a road trip it was just a really long drive Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. YouTube, and I got to watch like some of your vlogs. I watched the recent one with the, the I think it's your second round of your butt removal surgery. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want to know when you got to that point when you wanted to get it removed in the first place. Um. Okay, so like when you're like young, and we're gonna go back to the nightlife or whatever. Um, when it comes to the nightlife, like they want you put together, like they want your body put together. They Do they want, actually tell you? They like, don't tell you this, but you see what they want. Like, mm -hmm. and I was also traveling back and forth from um, Atlanta to New York. I would go out there and be bartending out in New York. And if you really work in the New York clubs, like your body has to be done to be a bartender. Like, that's like top like out here they might fuck around you might get like a regular body girl every now and then but in new york no your body got to be done to make a bag so it's just it was just like i wanted to get my body done because i wanted to get my body done but i also knew that i can make money off of doing this stuff and it has i like capitalized off of it but i'm at a point in life where i'm just like getting older 
and I'm ready to just settle down. I could really not do nothing for the rest of my life. I'll be all right. Um, so what do I need this body for being an old ass woman? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna be somebody grandma one day. Like, I don't wanna have a big butt, like going to their little schools That's and stuff. Crazy That's crazy that you say that because you know, the girls are getting their body done at like fresh out of high school. I think that people should really take their time and really work on yourself. Like get in the gym, like work for that body because you can, your body can be up here, it can be down here. Like that's your real body. But when you start getting surgery and stuff like that, it's hard to like go back to what you used to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to go back to what I used to be because I like my body, but I need to just, I'd be wanting to just slim it down like, okay. I'm grown now. Okay, when did you realize that the booty was just getting out of control? Um, I don't know, as I got, as I'm getting older, uh -huh. like, as I'm not working in the nightlife no more, like, I don't really need all of it no more. Like, I'm straight, I'm, I'm to like, to the point where I'm okay now in mm -hmm. life, so I'm okay. Now, how has the process been with the removal? Does it hurt? No, it doesn't really hurt with the removal, but it's a process and it's been like, a couple surgeries. So oh wow! So they actually—it's time-consuming and it's a lot of money. Like, how much are you spending on the removal? Um, it just depends. Cause at first I was going to the Colombian doctor, and he was charging me like a thousand or something. And now I go to an LA doctor because I don't want to go out the country no more. I'm like straight on that. <laughs> so it just depends. But I mean, it's not that much, mm -hmm. but it adds up. Mm -hmm. Now, when when do you feel like the Mad Gal Chris brand really started to flourish when it came to media? Because there was a point in time when Yo Behind was like in the news all the time. <laughs> um, I was still in college, like when my when my like Mad Gal shit was just going crazy. Um, I was still hella young. Um, I'm still hella young now. It's just like, I don't know. I'm just coming to this old lady mindset and I'm just ready to just settle down and just be in the house. Oh, like, you really are going through a transition. Yeah, I just feel like um, I'm gonna lead this to the younger girls. Like, y'all got it. But um, I'm gonna always leave my mark. So mm -hmm. y'all know, but um, I was in college. So maybe around like, hmm. Uh, 2017, 18. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's when I think everything just started going crazy. Now, when you look back, do you ever think about how, like, fast your life was? Mm-hmm. What's your opinions on it? Um, I don't know. Maybe just cherish the moments while you in it. Because sometimes I'll be looking back, I'll be like, damn. Oh my gosh, I was just in high school. I used to do, like, I wish I could go back in time on so many things and like enjoy stuff. You know how you be telling your kid, I've said telling your kids, like you got kids, but oh, I, I got do. nieces. You do, okay. <laughs> I, have a I got nieces and mm -hmm. you be trying to tell them like, stop trying to grow up too fast or mm -hmm. whatever. Or how our parents used to tell us as we was growing up and we brushed that shit off like, shut up. Like, but seriously, like mm -hmm. don't grow up too fast and cherish the moments while you in it because time really hits you. Like, yeah. that shit comes by fast. Now, was it more so a thing, well, with you growing up fast, was it more so a thing of like, you really just had to get it on your own or was it more so you wanted to experience more life? It was both. Like, as soon as I left my mama house, 
I just did everything on my own. Like I still to this day never asked her for another dollar ever. Never asked her for no rent money, never asked her for nothing. It's more so I'm a giver. So like I give, I give to her, I give to my family, I never ask. So it was that. And then it was also being introduced to a whole new lifestyle that I'd never seen in my life because my mom had me, um, I wasn't caged in. I was able to do things that I wanted to do growing mm -hmm. up, but I never been to Lenox Mall ever in my life when I was in high school. Really? I'm so serious. I've been to like the regular malls, like the regular, like she never introduced me to Buckhead. I didn't know what Buckhead was. And then so as soon as I graduated, I went to Buckhead and I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, she made Hollywood, like what no, is this? No, and I know when you probably like, went, like it, you seeing the niggas with the chains, like girl, it's just a money. lot money everywhere. I see money and I was like, what is this? My mom never brought me over here. Like me and my <laughs> friends, we will go to the little mall in the area. Mm -hmm. Like we like the Cumberland Mall, stuff like, but we never been to Lenox ever. So it was just like, the transition with that and then moving out. Oh, I do want to ask you, like, getting introduced to a new lifestyle, especially that one, because it's very fast. Girl, it came at me so fast. What? I didn't even know it. It was just like, all right, now I'm going to college. But once I leave college, this was regular for me. Going to college was the regular life. But as mm -hmm. soon as I leave college, I'm going to hang out with the these niggas. I'm going to the studio. I'm doing this. Like, it was just so fast. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I thought, like, I was living a dream at one point. Like, Okay, no, what did that look like me. for you to dream? Like, what did that look like? Like... Damn, I really can like at that point I wasn't nobody. Like my freshman year, sophomore year, I wasn't nobody. But when I started to get around people that were somebody, then I started building my own confidence. Like, actually, I can be one of these people. Like, I can be where they are. Like, cause at first I didn't feel like that. I wasn't confident like that. And mm -hmm. then once I started getting around these different people, these rappers, like, I was like, oh, I can be them. Like they helped build my confidence. Woo, now when it comes to dating rappers, <laughs> for a girl that is probably like, I think I'm ready to try it out, what what would you tell her before she gets herself into it? Um <laughs> that's that's funny. Um, that it comes with a lot. Like it comes with more than your regular guy, like um, it comes with a lot of other females. It comes with a lot more disrespect. It comes with a lot more patience. It comes with a whole lot of stuff. Um, I would say don't date them for the opportunity. Date them because you really like them, but also have your own thing going on too and don't depend on them. Like. If you're gonna date a rapper because you wanna be a rapper's baby mama or something, that's not the goal. The goal is to date them because you really like them, but you're also pursuing your career as well. Cause if you put your whole life in their hands, you'll be miserable as hell. So I guess that's the advice. What would you say is like a major lesson that you learned when it came to dating them? Um, a major lesson. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> Like, have options or at least know that you have options. Mm -hmm. Like, don't close the door on everybody because men tend to show they ass. Unless you see that they have changed and they're really for you, mm -hmm. then yeah, let's cut off the world. But when you know they keep fucking up and stuff, don't cut off everybody. 
Cause yeah. you should have just as much as options as they have. Like, I'm not even telling you to be a hoe cause it doesn't necessarily mean like fuck these guys, but mm -hmm. it means like, if you keep it that way, your feelings won't get hurt as bad. But are you just that type of person where you're just like naturally like loyal? I'm naturally loyal. Yeah, so it's like that thing where like- I no, think But here's what, here's what happens. I'm naturally loyal, but when you do something to me, I'm going to do something to you. And that's when you're going to call me disloyal and you're going to call me a hoe and you're going to But you started it. Don't start with me and I won't start with you. Right. Like, and I'm not doing it out of spite. I'm just doing it at this point as of, I don't care anymore. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Wait, what, why are you saying that? What's funny? <laughs> when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Oh, to our conversation. <laughs> yeah. um, so I wouldn't, okay, I don't know if you want to name drop any of the rappers. <laughs> but I would say from your experience, which rapper that you did date that you, that it was an actual good experience for you? Um, I don't want to name drop. Okay, we can. But like, I, I don't want to name drop, but if it was a good experience, it would still be here. Like, period. And, and that's, that's that. that. And that's that. <laughs> now, um, you are now pursuing your own rap career. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how that journey's been for you. Um, it's a lot because it's like you're working on a new craft, and I wasn't like a rapper, like jumping out of my mom's womb or mm -hmm. anything like that. It's just something that I decided like, okay, cool. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to pursue at this time. Um, it's hard because everybody wants to make a hit. So you're working extra hard. You're getting no sleep sometimes just to make the perfect song to um, influence the audience. So it's not easy. And it's a lot of money towards it too, especially when you're an independent artist or whatever. If you don't have nobody behind you putting the money into you, you're putting it into yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm one of those people, like, I pay for everything. I pay for my music videos. I pay for anything, like my studio time, I do all of that. But I know at the end of the day, it'll pay off. So I'm okay with that. Now, what would you say really, want, well, what really sparks you to take your rap career serious? Um. Okay, so when I just was like thinking like, I could take my rap career serious, like I wasn't making songs, but I wasn't really doing anything. Like, but when I seen like how Cardi went from like being an entertainer, mm -hmm. like, okay, Cardi went from the club to TV to IG. No, no, no. She went from the club to IG to TV. Then like she's this popping person, like, we can do that like mm -hmm. anybody can do that you just gotta really stay focused and really like figure out what your hit is and what your voice is and stuff like that so from there i just knew like okay i know it's not gonna be easy because they're not gonna let everybody in the door but eventually we can get it done 
You know what I really love about you as we're talking? Yeah. I love the fact that you really put your mind to anything and you tell yourself, like, I could do that. Like, it seems like nothing is, like, out of reach. No, it's not. I try, I literally try to do everything. Like, things that you wouldn't even think that I would even think of doing, I do it. Like, I do <laughs> men's stuff. Like, y'all, I started a trucking business, like, at the beginning of last year. Really? And I literally was like, this is what I want to do. I'm doing it. Um, I had this man teach me and everything. And then next thing you know, I went, I looked around for my truck. I started booking the loads for the people. Like I do anything I put my mind to like. Do you still do yes. the trucking? I got it on pause now because it's just like, I want to focus on my music stuff, but mm -hmm. I still do have my truck. And um, I still do have my driver. When I'm ready, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like I just kind of want to know every like what is your like what are the careers that you've tried, girl? <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur, so with an entrepreneur, you can do anything you want to do. Um, I've tried a lot of things. Like I tried real estate. Um, I never sold a house, so I'm not even going to even act like I did. <laughs> I tried real estate. Um, I did the trucking. The trucking was moving and everything, mm -hmm. but. Um, my truck is in the shop because something happened to it. So the trucking was actually, it's still going good for me. It's just on pause. Mm -hmm. um, I did rapping. Girl, if I go down to like from A to Z, we'll be talking all day. But I did everything. I worked everywhere. I worked uh -huh. at JCPenney's, Old Navy, um, my fucking American Eagle, Best Buy, the clubs, um, everything. I try everything I can put my mind to. And shit, if the life don't work out for me now, I'm going to law school. <laughs> oh my God, yes. So, but I was trying to wait till I got a little bit older and settle down and have my family and have no worries on having to pay for no bills or anything so mm -hmm. I can actually go to law school. That'll be something that I want to do versus what I have to do. Yeah. And you're going to do it like yeah. you are. That's going to be so cold because mm -hmm. you damn near have did everything. Yeah. And I feel like law school would be the cherry on top. Like, damn, like I now really... she an old lady and she a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now, going back to your music career, do people still try to put you in the box of like influencer baddie while you're trying to be taken serious as an <sighs> artist as well? I, you can call me an influencer because either way, I'm going to influence. Like, mm -hmm. that's okay. But what be irritating me when they be like, this model or the model. I'm not no model. Like, I post when I want to post. I do what I want to do. And um, I'm not a model. So don't put me in the category as a model anymore. Growing up, yeah, that is something I wanted to do. And that is something I was pursuing. But, nah, that's not me no more. I'm a rapper. Girl, you need to look I'm at a rapper. <laughs> Here like, I'm not a model. But yeah, um, could it be a little frustrating when people place that on you as you are now taking your rap career serious? It can be a little frustrating, but um, I think with people anyways, they're going to bring up your history or they're going to bring up your past. So it's it's irritating, but all you got to do is correct them. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do. Like if somebody be like, yeah, um, she's a model or she no, I'm a rapper. That's what my title is as of now. I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you mentioned earlier that, like, you know, rapping when you were younger, that wasn't really, like, the mm -hmm. thing that you did. So your first time in the studio, were you mm -hmm. nervous? Yeah, I was. I was just trying out anything. But um, I had this producer, and we're still friends to this day, Trey. Mm -hmm. He was like, anyways, I actually went to one of my close friends, and I told her that's something I wanted to do. And she had aligned me with the producer, and a producer, um, 
he seen my my potential, so we was just like messing with the beats and messing with the sounds, and um, from there I kind of figured out my sound, and I was nervous, but um, I'm not nervous anymore. Like, we passed that stage. So, I got the chance to listen to your catalog, mm -hmm. and I'm not gonna lie, like, I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, okay, like, yeah, see, I'm okay as a music journalist sometimes like it's kind of just like girl yeah you are I want you to be completely honest with like, me. like you are so pretty and I think that you know rapping ain't for everybody like yeah. let's just be for real like it's not for everybody but I will say I was very impressed mm -hmm. and I was actually shocked thank you and I was like damn like she she's straight like she kind of hard so with that being said girl what? <laughs> you act like you guys are the time. Now, with that being said, is there like an impact that you want to leave with your music career? Um, of course, bad bitch number one. Um, but no, seriously, um, I want to leave like a positive impact on like where where you once were and where you could go in life like and if you set your mind towards like your dreams or whatever you want to do you can actually get it done it's just all about focusing and mm -hmm. like being consistent so i want to you know i want to influence the younger people that like you really can get this shit done you just gotta focus like you really can do anything you want to do like this is your life right literally your life and um I know people will be like, well, I ain't got the money I got. Well, make the connections and then somebody will help you and figure it out for you. But like, you got to try and you only got one life, so. Right, and this year, oh man, we're going into the new year, but yeah. 2022, you dropped your Verified project. Mm -hmm. So with this project, what does it really mean to you? Um, well, Verify was like my first song, so that means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to kind of get my voice out there at that point. Um, that wasn't my baby, like as far as my baby song, but I do have that on the way, but that was just a song to introduce me. Um, it means a lot to me because that was the first song of me actually being an artist or being mm -hmm. known as an artist now, so. Right, I am so sorry. I called it a project, but it's a single, my bad. <laughs> yeah. My bad, but with that one, I listened to it and I really liked it now, Project Bitch. That That's you just like, dropped. That, I love that I one. love that one. I do too. And it's like, I be putting the visuals together and everything. Like, mm -hmm. for the videos, like, I, like, put the visuals. I put the visuals behind it and everything. Um, yeah, like, I'm the brains behind my whole life. I wish I had somebody to help me sometimes, but then I know that sometimes I'm extremely picky too, so I just like mm -hmm. to kind of do it myself. So you are the creative director. Yeah, for I'm all the your creative videos. director behind all of it. Yeah. And they're actually really good videos. Yeah. Girl, you got this. <laughs> now, yeah. in 2023, going into the new year, what are some goals for you as an artist? Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Well, let's first we need to we need to get that hit. We need to be outside. Mm -hmm. Like we definitely need to make a hit next year, like where it's gonna be like everywhere on TikTok, on the radio, everywhere. Um, that's gonna get us to the next level. Cause right now we're just working and we're hustling. So 
I feel like that's my main goal. My next goal will be like being on like a big TV awards show. Like yeah. after we get that hit, now we need to go to like a big awards and uh -huh. perform. Like that'll be another um, goal. And um, signing a major deal, a major deal. Yeah. I think you can do it. Top three. I think you can do it and I think you will because the fact that you even took that leap of faith to pursue your music career, like that's the biggest part. Cause a lot Girl, of it was hard. It took me a couple of years. I've been making the music, but it took uh -huh. me it took me years to actually be like, let me do this or let me just really focus because it's not easy at all to just drop a song or whatever and just not think about what you want to do behind it mm -hmm. it just takes a lot but it takes a lot of um consistency as well and focusing right do you feel like you had to go through a lot of life before you could actually pursue your music career yeah i had to get some money because um i don't like asking nobody for no handouts or asking people for favors or anything so I needed to actually run my own bag up, so I know this is something I could pursue and actually afford. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what were the challenges that you had to face along the way? Because I know you stated that it was really hard at first. Um, the challenges at the beginning of me making music was one, um, having to get the money together because everybody around you don't believe in you, so they don't want to pay for stuff like your studio time or working with certain people. Mm -hmm. um, that was a challenge. Um, figuring out my voice was a challenge because you're new to this, so you gotta figure out what actually sounds good and what doesn't. Um, figuring out the right people to work with and what actually sounds good and what people like. Because at first I was just like, I was doing some stuff, but I was doing anything at first too. <laughs> like working with anybody, this beat, oh, it sounds cool, knowing the world ain't gonna like it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so just trying to figure out everything. But now you're at a place where, like, if the beat is not you No, I'm him. not. <laughs> like, I'm not even doing that. Um, and, and it, I mean, that kind of ties back into being, like, an influencer. When you're an influencer, mm -hmm. you know who you want to work with, who's popping, who's, like, and that's when it comes to the, being an artist, too. You got to figure out who you want to work with, who's popping, who's lit. Mm -hmm. um, even sometimes, even if they're not really popping, it's just, like, their sound has to match yours. So. Right. Yeah. Now, what advice would you give to any young woman who is struggling to go and chase their dreams? Um, well, I've been saying this throughout the whole interview, like um, to stay focused and be consistent and don't give up. And if it does become too much at a time, take your time. Like don't rush and don't rush life. Don't rush life at all. Like, take your time. Oh, you know, like, it's so hard now because, well, I don't want to say it's hard, but you know, we got social media, like social media. And they, we have these expectations on social media, yeah. but sometimes people really don't even be living like that or they don't know, like, sometimes people just have the formula to what to present on the internet to make it look good. Um, and a lot of people don't really live like that. And I ain't speaking for, I'm not speaking for me because anything I post or anything, I'm really living like that. But I do know people that aren't. Um, but once again, just take your time, be yourself, be mm -hmm. yourself. Don't try to be nobody else. And also don't be a hater along the way because that's going to take you 10, 20 steps back. Mm -hmm. You know, them people that be commenting on your post, oh girl, you ugly, oh girl, you don't be one of them. 
don't focus on you. You shouldn't be focused on whoever else. I was never the girl on Instagram that would comment on people's stuff and be like, ill, like, uh, how? I'm so focused on me that like, how can I even find the negativity in somebody else? And even if I do see something's wrong with another person, I keep it in my head. Right. I don't right. understand people like that. Like they literally That's wake weird. up. They They'll wake harass up. you. They'll oh, DM you. Like, how are you finding this time? And put that time into yourself and I bet you can be just as big as the person you're writing. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to ask you, have you ever thought to take a break from social media? Always. <laughs> like, I never thought. I I've heard a lot that. of people say that they literally hate it, but they just got to be on it because of, like, the work that they do. I think I hate it. I think I hate it. But, like, it's, like, my job. So it's just, like, I got to report in every now and then. But I can do whatever I want at this point. Mm -hmm. um, I literally said like two, three days ago, like mm, to my best friends on the phone, I just want to deactivate myself like and come back <laughs> next year or something like because it just becomes so it, the Internet is so fake. Mm -hmm. I'm so real that it pisses me off sometimes like oh, I'm sick of seeing this fake ass shit. I just want to go to reality like where the love really is and it mm -hmm. ain't on the Internet like it's family. It's like stuff like that. So sometimes I really do just want to like log off. Even sometimes I might even delete the app and just come back in a couple of days and just get yeah. back on it. But like the world that world that Internet world is fake. Everything's fake. The relationships is fake. You might see another influencer with another influencer. It's fake. Everything is fake. Have you ever, okay, so I wonder like, when influencers go out together, what does that day look like? Are you guys like on the phone the whole time, like taking pictures of stuff or? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you're with another influencer, say um, throughout the day or whatever, y'all making sure y'all get content. If y'all want the tea, it's like, come on, we got we to gotta do this real quick. We got to do it like, yes, we're making sure we get content. Sometimes you might meet a person that you actually like or whatever, but nine mm -hmm. times out of ten, like, that shit just be fake. It's just we in the same field, so we got to make it look good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. That's what I always wonder, because I'm like, I wonder how the social media link-up dates go. Like, are you guys actually having a conversation? We're, like, literally bragging about each other. Like, I'm tagging you, doing a video for you. You're doing one for me. Like, we're sharing our audience, and we're showing them that we live, like, this... <laughs> you know, influential life and <laughs> everything is peaches and roses and yeah. no, no. Cause after this, we'll see each other in the next six months, maybe <laughs> like, oh, that's wow. just how that is, shit go. Are those interactions like weird once you guys like don't talk anymore and then come back to it like later on? No, it's just, these are just your internet friends. That's what it's considered. Like, my friends is my fifth grade friends, like, for real, for real. Like, yo, yo, ride or die. My rider, yep. the ones I wake up to to FaceTime, the ones I sleep over the house, like, mm -hmm. those is my friends' friends. Like, the people on the internet is internet friends. Because mm -hmm. it's our career, that's what we doing. Now, I know that you are pushing Project Bitch right now, but what's next for you and what music projects Music videos, what else can we look um, out I had for just you? shot a new music video, so for the new year coming, I'm supposed to be releasing a new song, so we on to that, and then after that, we're going to be working on our EP. So, I'm going to be releasing that, the new song, and mm -hmm. then after that, we're going to just be working on the EP and trying to get a, um, trying to get a deal, because as far as I know, I think we're in like the fourth quarter, so right now, yes. it's like, um, 
it's just work mode for real for real they not even really offering deals like that right good deals right now <laughs> so you want to wait yes yeah. <laughs> now before we wrap up do you have any last words or shout outs um no not really who i'm shouting out shoot you're shouting out myself <laughs> like see i was about to say that um my girl chris make sure you guys go and follow me on youtube and listen to my music because it's popping um and that's pretty much it so all right I thank y'all for having me you're welcome we love you girl all thank right you. and that's a wrap and that's a wrap bougie and i'm bad with it i face it i ain't passing it i be making bands with it just check my only fans ain't a project bitch but you still